Well, we're about to tell you the Storm Boy story by Justify. He cost 460000 at the Magic Million sale and deserves to be a short-priced favourite to win the Golden Slipper in a few weeks' time. Understand he's going via the Skyline Stakes. So would you call this the calm before the storm? But Storm Boy is well clear from Traffic Warden and the first favourite Storm Boy gliding down the straight like a pelican. And what a great prep run for the Magic Billion. Storm Boy's in front by two lengths. Postergirl runs to second. Customise on the outside, but Storm Boy's clear. He's over two lengths in front. He's well clear in front. Storm Boy's too good. It's Storm Boy in front. 100 metres left to run. Hinders can't reach back the margin. Then Spy Wire. But it's all Storm Boy. And Storm Boy is too good for them in the two-year-old. Storm Boy by three. Second home. And we saw him yesterday in a barrier trial where he looked absolutely brilliant. Very fast time. He won by six and a half. And we know James McDonald got a feel of him in that trial, given his arrangement with Coolmore. You've got a feel for Adam Hieronymus, but he is retained by Coolmore, James McDonald. But joining us now is the former majority shareholder, and he's still got a share in this horse, Storm Boy. He's a Queensland lad, if we can call him that, and he's now based in New South Wales. He runs a boutique property uh, south of Scone. And uh, the gentleman I'm talking to this morning is Mitchell Cunningham. How are you, Mitchell? Good, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. That make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm a touch desensitised to it all at the moment because, uh, you know, he's, it's, it's been sort of pretty well documented, the success he's had, and I've seen a lot of footage of it in Whilst um, whilst it doesn't get old, it's it, it, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a fun ride for the last the last few months. Mitchell, I'm keen to know your story from the start and your passion for racing and things like that. But first of all, can you tell us how you became involved in this Justify cult, the favourite for the slipper? Uh, so look, Justify came over to Australia as an undefeated Triple Crown winner. So there's a lot of interest on the uh, Southern Hemisphere shores, I suppose, in, in what his progeny would do. American Farrow came over with a similar credential as Justify, and he didn't, he, he didn't really, um, he didn't have the success, I think, that many had hoped. Um, so I believe there was you know, a, a pretty large uh, corner of the market, including myself, who was a touch wary of, of Justify, and, and people were sort of willing to let Others take the risk on him, and that 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 did include us. I must admit. Um, so we saw a lot of them at the yearling sales, and we buy probably ten to fifteen yearlings a year um, to race. But we didn't buy any. We didn't buy any justifiers, and and um, you know the, the the first the first. I mean, we've been watching with great interest with with these first runners, and and um, but we hadn't only made made any significant investment in the stallion. And our first glimpse, I'm sure, was of course learning to fly, who who won brilliantly uh, first up in the Wyndham, where she trounced one of our really nice fillies, actually, and then she went on to win the Millennium, the Riesling, and had that unfortunate run in the Slipper, but she appears to have come back uh, even better again. And then in Europe, uh, we had that flag-bearing horse, City of Troy, who. I think he won the Dewhurst, and Aidan O'Brien's on record saying it might be one of, if not the best horses he's ever trained. Um, so that was, a, you know, obviously a, a pretty high-credentialed fellow giving giving a big rap to the horse. And then he had Just FYI, who won the Breeders' Cup 
uh, juveniles, juveniles uh, fillies race on the turf over there in the US. The following year, he had he had hard to justify win the same race. He had Arabian uh, Arabian Lion, I believe it is. He won the Group One Opera Singer. So he's getting all these runners everywhere. He just became undeniable to us, and and uh, so we really regretted not not investing in the stallion and and probably one of the most serendipitous emails I've ever received was one from Gay, who we raced a lot of horses with. And she said, look, I've got a nice, um, got a nice justified cult out of Pelican, uh, who's a fast net rock mare. Um, you know, I really like it. Would you be interested in taking a share? And uh, we, we, we jumped and took, uh, uh, you know, as much of it as we could, uh, which obviously turned out to be a very fortuitous acquisition because it was Stormboy. Um, so we knew pretty early on he was going to be good. Uh, you go back and look at his first two trials, uh, they were breathtaking. Um, he, he won like a very good horse, but as you, as you know, a lot of these horses that trial well don't convert to the races. And so we, we held our breath that first run in Sydney and, and he, yeah, he, he won, won like a very good horse. We had a lot of interest from the studs at that point. Um, but none of us were sellers. And, uh, you know, I suppose the, the win in Brisbane and the win on the Gold Coast are fairly well documented. They were, they were dominant. And he's, uh, he's given us all a, a hell of a ride. And the ratings experts are excited. You know, we talk about the time in his day where he had to work so hard after a tardy beginning and ran faster time than King of Sparta, who's, you know, he's won seven races. This horse ran faster yeah. time for a two-year-old. Well, I think, thankfully, we had the, the, the metric of, or the measurable of, of King of Sparta on the day because it was an incredibly fast track. Um, and I think there could have been an argument to say that they were all running fast on the day. But what, what can't be argued is that I don't think ever, or certainly in, the, in, in recent you know, decade or further, I don't think there's ever been a two-year-old runner as fast as the open horses on Magic Millions Day, albeit you know, faster. So you know, thankfully, we had that to, to measure his performance against because it really, I suppose, underpinned all the rest of the, the ratings and, and the times that he ran on the day. Uh, you know, King Spider is a great horse, but you know, having a two-year-old run a faster time on on the day was obviously yeah, something we could hang our hat on, uh, just you know, around around how good he was. Mitch Gay did it with uh, Dance Hero, won the Magic Millions, then Dance Hero won the Skyline, won the Slipper, then the the Sires and the Champagne. This horse is on a similar path. Yeah, yeah, he'll uh, he'll go the Skyline on the. Uh, second, then three weeks between runs into the slipper, you know. And if he if he puts his hand up in the slipper, um, you know, he's got the size uh, on the sixth of April, I believe, and then the the champagne on the on the twentieth. Um, so that that's a perfect world, but there's no reason, I don't think, in the collective ownership group now that that he he couldn't he couldn't win all three. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him up in ground because he just, even on, after doing all that work in the millions, he was quite strong. And we've talked about his grand dam, the sea change. He was an outstanding uh, mayor. He just gives you every indication. He must have a great lung capacity, Mitch. Yeah, well, he's got an incredibly deep girth. If you see him in the flesh, you'll see that his engine room is huge. 
Um, so, you know, with the amount of space he's got there, you'd expect there'd be a pretty big set of lungs and a big heart. Um, but I agree, you know, I think, interestingly, of the of the um, slipper, the size and the champagne, if there's, a, if there's a race that he's most vulnerable in, I believe it would probably be the slipper. Not to say that he doesn't run an incredibly strong 1,200, which he does. Um, but it's more an indication of the fact that I think as he gets over a bit of ground, he'll, he'll be even better. Okay, Mitch, so you got some offers after start one. You said no cigar. Tell me about after he won the Magic Minions and how this all materialised with Coolmore, this big deal, massive deal. Uh, so we, we, we started getting interest after his, his trials. And, and when I say interest, it was, it was just uh, all the stud masters were ringing me saying, make sure, um, make sure you keep us in the loop with any conversations being had around the horse as, as, as it moves on. Um, but, you know, the, the, the ownership group uh, were all collectively pretty uh, tolerant of risk. Um, and the unanimous position really was that we weren't sellers, you know, and, and that was a genuine position. It wasn't a bargaining position. It was more that I don't think anyone, you know, there was a lot of racing purists or, or, or you know, those with the means to be able to race a horse like this and they, they wanted to be there for the whole ride um, and were willing to take, take the risk that comes with, with holding on maybe too long to a horse it's, you know that's uh, you know that that's, there's obviously a lot of a lot of bubbles bursting uh, with these two year olds as you know and and so it was a risky play but the group had a genuine intent of, of sticking around as long as we could um, he he won the magic millions obviously like a very good horse and um, the 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 studs were, were 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 ringing in earnest at this point, and were putting offers forward, which were all being declined. Um, I I sat down with um, a fellow who works for me, James Clark, who's uh, you know owner of, of Clark Bloodstock and a very good mate of mine. Um, and the group decided he would um, he would re- represent represent the uh, ownership group in the deal. Um, and the deal being, we would only sell the horse should we extract full value um, for the horse in kickers should he go on and win the slipper in the size. Meaning, we would we would we would be open to a stud getting involved, but we wouldn't be open to providing a discount um, through the kickers. So obviously, a lot of these studs they try to buy in early. And say you know they, they they buy a horse for five million and they win the slipper and they build in a kicker of you know fifteen. Well, then the total value of the horse that they've they've invested in is twenty million, but the horse might be worth forty um, at that point. Um, so we we were we were steadfast in the fact that there'd be no discounts um, uh, there'd be no discounts to to the to the to the uh, new um, I guess ownership group um, and. That, we needed to extract full value, and um, the stats were all uh, understanding of that, and they all, well, quite a few of them, put in really good offers. Um, but we sat in, um, we sat in at Tullock Lodge there, Jim Clark, Adrian Bottom, myself, and um, and obviously landed on the the, the deal that we did. Um, we were there for about, I think it was eight hours or nine hours. Uh, it was pretty stressful, but it was an enjoyable experience. Coolmore were a delight to deal with. 
Uh, and frankly, I'm delighted he's ended up there because they've 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 obviously backed Justify in 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 a really meaningful way, and I think they believe that he's going to end up being one of, if not the best stallion in the world. And you look at his his laundry list of you know potential champions at the moment. Um, he, it's hard to argue that he that he that he couldn't end up being a you know a Frank or a Dubawi or or who knows. Um, they they own City of Troy, who's, who's his best son in Europe, and and they now own uh, potentially his best son in Australia. Yeah, he's fees now up to two hundred thousand. So so what would he be worth in with your bloodstock agent? What's what's the figure right now that that you came up with that he's worth? Look, he's he's uh, I, 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 Steve. I probably don't want to get into all the yep, figures sure. at the moment, just because my involvement in 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 the, in the negotiation with him. But there's been reports around. Look, he's. He's, I think he's entitled to be. I think that he's entitled to be uh, the most uh, expensive two-year-old uh, in in Australian history should he go on and win the slipper. Right, because we're hearing over fifty million, close to, with as you said, with caveats. If he wins the slipper, there's more money and so on. Yes, there's, there's kickers should he win the slipper, and there's kickers should he win the uh, triple crown. Right. So you had twenty, didn't you? Your mum was involved, uh, Laura Lee as well. No, no. Well, my Cunningham Thoroughbreds, who's, who's, um, which is our racing arm, uh, owned 20% of the horse, yeah. And, and so, obviously, uh, I run Cunningham Thoroughbreds in Ridgemont Farm, but my family are all heavily involved in, in everything around it. And, and um, yeah, she, uh, you know, she was, it, was, it was certainly a ride that the whole family went on. All right. So your stake now, Mitch? Uh, we've diluted to five percent. Right. So you had twenty at one stage. We, we had twenty. We've come back to five, and and five percent is a good number for us. Um, you know, the 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 reality is is people asked, would we be exploring standing still more at Ridgemont? And the truth is, is that for a, a stallion at this level, um, you need to a just be a farm that's you know got the runs on the board like Coolmore do. They know how to manage these these colts and they know how to support them. It's really important that they are supported with a strong broodmare band, um, which we didn't... Well, we've got a very good broodmare band, but we don't we don't have the numbers that, you know, the Coolmores and the Yulongs and the Newgates have. Um, it's, it could be argued Coolmore has the best broodmare band in the world. And so, you know, it's, it's comforting knowing that when you're remaining a, a shareholder in the horse that uh, he's going to be given every chance to start giving the support that Coolmore will give him with their, uh, their you know, star broodmare, Ben. I was just thinking this morning, Mitch, of some that popped into my head over the years. Uh, Piero, I think he was 230 uh, originally at the sale, about $30 million deal with him. You know, Sebring, what a story. 130000 at the sales, $30 million deal. We even spoke about I Am Unstoppable yesterday. You know, 65000 I Am Invincible for millions and... Um, we didn't have done a deal there. And I'm sure there's plenty of others as well. But, yeah, this is the biggest I can ever remember uh, in this country with Storm Boy. Yeah, uh, I believe it is. I believe, I believe yeah. it will be. Um, you know, he, he has to go and do it now. But uh, should, should it all come off, it, it, it would be, um, it would be uh, I believe, the, the, the biggest thing in Australian history. Yeah. Mitch, when did this passion for racing and breeding start uh, in Queensland for you? Uh, look, I've always loved racing. We've always sort of been around uh, racing in a, at, a, at a hobbyist, a hobbyist capacity. 
Um, I was an airline pilot over in, in Hong Kong. Um, and it was probably 2017. Uh, my father and I uh, started having discussions about, you know, us doing something together in the industry. We didn't really know what that was going to be. But the, the conversation had enough momentum that I resigned from Cathay and, and moved back to Australia with no real, I suppose, plan as to what we were going to do. But, you know, I gave myself a six-month window to, to figure that out. And um, and long story short, uh, you know, a year later, we started Ridgemont Farm and... and um, Cunningham Thoroughbreds was was uh, was set up, and and so we've got the the breeding operation in in Southside Scone where we run about 100 mares, and you know, we had 15 yearlings at, at Magic Millions this year, and uh, in our draft, and we've got seven going to Easter, and those draft numbers will continue to grow um, over the coming years, and we've got Cunningham Thoroughbreds, which is our racing arm, and that we 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 race probably we've probably got about between 80 to 100 um, racehorses at the moment. They're spread around uh, the country, predominantly in, in New South Wales. And, Gee, it's and, massive, um, isn't it? So who's got some Victoria. of these horses, and what's the best away from Storm Boy? Oh, at the moment, probably our flag bearers would be, um, uh, I'd say, Muramasa, who's, who's been running down in, in Victoria with Trent Buston and Natalie Young. Won a few group threes last, last prep, and he's come back... Um, and he'll go on a Melbourne Cup path. I think he'll get two miles uh, easily. And he's, he's a really exciting horse. Um, this weekend, we've got Steffi Magnetica in the um, in the uh, Light Fingers. Um, it's about twenty to one in that race, but I think if there's any punters on the line, they should go back and and watch her last two races at Portfield and then at Randwick. All oh, right, it was Randwick. Um, just has had incredibly bad luck and run on like a very nice filly. You know, I know this is a strong race of learning to fly and to convince and all those horses coming back, but she's got fitness on her side and I think she's a group group class filly yeah. and, uh, and you get a bit of value with her tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but look, we've got a lot. Uh, most of our horses at the moment are um, two and three-year-olds. They, 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 they make up the, the, the lion's share of, of our racing stock at the moment, so a lot of excitement with us. Yeah. Mitch, you mentioned your dad and, and yourself, you hatched a plan. Was your dad into breeding or was he into just having a bet or what about him? No, dad, dad's a big racing man. He's always been a big racing man. He, um, the moment he chairs the Queensland Thoroughbreds Owners Association, he's, he's been a, a bit of a tragic racing guy his whole life. Um, he, he wasn't really able to participate uh, as much as he would have liked, because we moved over to the US when I was a kid, and he he um, was running physiotherapy uh, clinics over there. Um, so he just, for you know, I think spent 15 years of his life, you know, uh, head down, bum up, working, building his business, and 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 didn't, you know, I'm, I'm one of four kids, and and he and mum really were working, um, working incredibly hard for those those years and didn't really have much time or probably spare capacity to be racing horses but you know once he um once he sold his business and we all moved back to australia uh, i think he he started getting that itch again and and um we you know myself my younger brother uh, xavier and 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 uh 
dad, we, we, we spent most of our, our um, social time together watching watching the races and so it's just something we all want to do together. Um, my younger brother, Zabe, is actually a foreman over at Annabelle Nation's Yards and, and he's he's massively into it. He's, he's quite a lot younger than me, but I think um, he, he'll have a hell of a lot more to do with the business as he gets a bit older. Um, so it really is a, a family affair. Terrific stuff. I'm interested when you're a pilot for Cathay Pacific. You said you worked, lived in Hong Kong for some period of time. Have you got any stories you can share with us as a pilot or any scary incidents or stories when you reflect on your, your career in the air for all those years? Mitch? Oh, look, I, I wish I had some more interesting stories for you, Steve, but it's all pretty benign. It's, it's, not, um, it's not like you see in the movies. It's really... Uh, it's, it's a very... Flying is a very safe thing to do, and, and I... Obviously, had some um, some interesting stories over the years, but they're sort of pretty long and boring. Um, but 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 no, it was Hong Kong was Hong Kong was great. I've got four young children now. I think prefer farm life over uh, living in in uh, in uh, in Hong Kong. And so it, was, it made sense for us to be back in Australia once we started having kids. Well, um, the, yeah. Incredible story. One of the best decisions of your life was to uh, <laughs> to uh, respond to Gay's email. Um, That's right. Following That's right. that million sale. What, a, what an incredible story. Look, and we're cheer for him, of course, in the Golden Slipper for yourself and everyone involved in this uh, very exciting Justify cult. It's lovely to talk to you this morning, Mitch. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. Thanks for giving us so much time. Uh, Mitchell Cunningham there from Cunningham Thoroughbreds. And I was looking at the website this morning of that property down there south of Scone. It does look uh, quite impressive uh, with a very strong band of uh, broodmares there at Ridgemont Farm. Uh, It's basically between Scone and Aberdeen. But, yeah, Queensland-born and Storm Boy, uh, about $3 uh, to win, or just over $3 to win the Golden Slipper.